0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the second episode of what we're calling intimate sessions on the rugby league in america podcast i'm your host dustin Zare. thrilled to have you here with me today um and we'll start off the podcast by saying uh um, the amount of bass that was in the last episode was overwhelming uh, for those that uh, turned it on their big speakers and blew it out uh you know, I felt I um, got some got some 20s sitting in the back of my car and I think it would have uh, made it pop off the ground a little bit there. So if you listen to the last episode, really do apologize for that. But we fixed the audio. It's going to sound great. It's going to be great because today we got a very special guest joining us for this intimate session. That's- <laughs> it's Chris Martin. He's the COO of the Brooklyn Kings Rugby League. Uh, he's also the de facto commissioner. I guess we'll call you play de facto commissioner <laughs> de facto right now. At this point,
1: I could describe it, but we could get into that. I also feel new- like if we're calling this intimate sessions, we shouldn't be doing it at three o'clock in the afternoon. It should be like a midnight thing. It sounds like a love line or something like that. There,
0: there you go. Uh, so He's the de facto commissioner of the newly formed Rugby League United, the RLU. Chris. Welcome to the show, man. Glad to hey. have you on.
1: Thanks for having me. Took me uh, <laughs> twenty years to get here.
0: <laughs> twenty. Oh, shame on it. I've arrived shame on or we've arrived else, right? or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> something like that. Fifteen That's years. Like, I don't know what it is at this point. I mean,
0: you, you are a you're a true leader of of you know the world of rugby league as it pertains to the United oh. States. You've been around <laughs> since the days of the AMN and NRL. You've yeah. uh, God, you've got a. I mean. Listen, your track record with the Kings national champions, you've, you've done, you've won the, the world global national U S American championship, well, I'll just list as many things as I can for the, okay. <laughs> for US I, I, would, <laughs> I
1: would preface though, saying it wasn't just me and I, I was happy to be partnered part- with you know, <laughs> <laughs> people like Matt Bailey and Brett Richardson. <laughs> like they're the ones who really, so I was there and they're like, Oh, this old guy wants to help. So it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well we we you know
0: obviously I I really can't, I can't wait to talk and talk to you today. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on. Um the landscape has changed in American rugby league in the past year and the past two years I think has just been absolutely insanity. Um you've been a part of uh, a lot of this stuff, you know, your organization yeah. the Brooklyn Kings, but now you're kind of coming into this new fold. So yeah, just uh, to start off with, let's give everybody a background of just who you are and your sure. affiliation with the Kings and, and the and the RLU as it stands right now.
1: Yeah, n- no problem. Um, I mean, I, I, I go like and make fun fun of myself for being old. I hate saying that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate saying that. I still look sort of young, I guess. You do. Anyway, <laughs> and I was playing 2000, uh, whenever we won the championship, was it, I forget now, with COVID, 2018 or 2019? 2018 no 18. 2019
0: uh, yeah uh, 19 cuz yeah that's right i
1: should yeah. probably i should probably know that right um, <laughs> but anyway <laughs> it was around then sometime uh i was still playing so which was yeah. great uh crazy also stupid i, I would even yeah. venture to say but uh i mean i go back to the AMNLR, as you, as you referenced um with you know david new and people like david new rob balshandran um and uh you know the the formation of the usarl and all of that stuff so um you know I have a good perspective on how things have developed and you know that old saying of what's the definition of insanity something doing the same thing and expecting a different result uh, you know and David's a, a he's a friend of mine um you know I don't speak regularly uh and, and Rob's a real good friend of mine but they they did a lot of work to build the rugby league here in America um, yeah. you know, and I think rugby league, what it even started, what was it in 1953 when they took a bunch of football yeah. players over to Australia, the Americans or whatever that was, um,
0: a video that just recently surfaced on social yes, media.
1: I uh, haven't and, watched I mean, it yet. Actually, It's, it's like uh, two and a half,
0: three minutes of like, you know, some great commentary from, from the Aussie, but it's just, it's interesting to see, you know, just to go back and take a look at that. Cause it was, I mean. It didn't do very well Uh, (laughs) but uh, but it was still fun to watch like you know it's cool to go back and look at something like that
1: yeah and there's a great history there too and you know i tried to uh, in creating our logo tried to be a little bit reminiscent of that of incorporating a little bit of some of the stuff that they utilized for their uniforms and some of the actual posters and things of trying to work that in but anyway getting back to the history aspect um, you know, it was there when the whole thing, the AMRL and USARL thing blew up and all of that. And, and you know, it was a, a combination of things, I think, that brought teams there. But, you know, and, and not casting blame or fault on anyone or anything, because I, I really did feel that the AMRL had a good plan. But USARL differed in how they wanted, or at least the people involved at that time. And again, do let me back up for a second, because I do want to say this is my opinion. <laughs> I was involved in there. But people should do their own research, come to their own conclusions, and not think that I'm trying to disparage or anything like that. There's no intent there. I have no agenda or anything. <laughs> be your own judge. What I say is not true, or it is true if you believe, you, know, you do your research and see that it's true, but it's my, my truth and where I'm coming from. So put a giant fun. asterisk at the bottom of yeah, this episode. No, so they- <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to be transparent and truthful. <laughs> But also, you know, don't want people coming back saying, I saw, you know, dealing with all that stuff. So I just wanted to put that out there. But anyway, regardless, that's the lawyer in me. There you go. There you go. You know, Uh, but anyway, um, so the US Air was created and all of that. And, and, you know, it progressed for a while. But, um, you know, when the. Before, fast forward to, you know, 2018, I, I always and I got a feeling and a lot of the teams were kind of disenchanted with how things were running and, and I can't speak for them from a state of mind for them, but at least, you know, from what I've heard and how we felt about it in the sense of, uh, let us say lack of transparency, um, to say, you know, to say the least, uh, control, being centralized and, and, and like, you know, real like hard grip control. Not open to other things, and, and that's fine, whatever. But you know, COVID kind of moved this along in this whole process of um, that sort of disillusion, and, and you know, the, the stopping of playing and all of that. So yeah. um, you know, while, while that was unfortunate, I also feel it was a catalyst to kind of put us where we are today. Nor yeah, and, certainly. And the, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah.
0: uh, no, I was to say, but I think that catalyst. You know, we talk about like what happened when COVID hit, and you know, the catalyst for kind of. That and you know, with you, with you, we'll say you as in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn team, yeah, you know, Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Brooklyn, and all and all the other teams, so you know, Atlanta, New York, and you know, um I'm trying to like just all, I'm trying to like compile all the other teams that kind of pulled together. Yeah, okay. You went and separated from the USARL and and joined the what well, the, the you know the non ever playing or one two games ever playing in ARL in ARL you know yeah. but and like and, and I can imagine that you all probably saw what was happening and had kind of like the optimism like this is what we're going to try to do and create a professional group in there because that's when that kind of kicked off was when covid hit and ARL kind of started everybody separated and that kind of and it, it caused the division but I think it exposed issues right i mean yeah. it it, ex- it finally brought these issues that probably you and many others had been feeling you know behind the scenes with you know, USAR leadership and brought them to the forefront.
1: Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, we were approached by Norrell, uh, and, and there was a promise of funding there and other things. And that, that was an attraction for the teams. You know, we had, uh, at that point, I think, and don't quote me again, do your own research, but I believe USAR <laughs> had been around 13 years Yeah, maybe. And, Again, I know they're separate entities, um, but related in many ways, where you have the national team and that whole effort and the USARL playing domestically, etc. But in those 13 years where, you know, we had been, the league had been running and we did championships, etc., whatever infighting occurred occurred, but like hadn't seen a lot of progression. Yeah. Um, and I, I was never fortunate enough, uh, or maybe I was fortunate looking (laughs) back on it from some of the stories I've heard, but to play for the national team (laughs) back in the MNARL, I was, I was able when the national team did play against Australia and people like big Willie Mason and all the, like, you know, real, they're old school now, I guess, but, um, did play for the, the runner or the, uh, the pregame against the Coogee Dolphins. Um, yeah in U uh, Penn stadium. Actually, I think I got knocked out for a, <laughs> two guys really hit me good, man. They, they, <laughs> I got up and I'm like, why are these stars here? Like, I was literally like you know, looking around, but whatever. Anyway. Um, but nothing the, had really happened.
0: Playing, right. It's cause yeah. you know, I didn't have concussion protocols. Back then. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I was like, Oh, I had a concussion. I probably should, you know, it's probably affecting right. me right now. I don't even know it. But, uh, anyway, um, nothing had really happened substantial in those 13 years in the sense of sponsorship, funding, um, The organization basically was running the same and it operated, but just, you know, no real progress. There's some great referees. I love the referees in the sense of the work they put in, but building that program and this, that's not their fault either. That's a hard program to build because, you know, as a player or former player, like you never really want a referee. You always want to play. And like, I love those guys because they can watch the game and not be like, man, I wish I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. It, it
0: takes a special breed of person to be a referee.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. You get yelled at like it's like, oh, hundred bucks and someone's gonna yell at me for two hours. Right. Is great. <laughs> Let me do it. Um and then with the national team, you know, like lacks lack of funding and these are things I've been told and I've seen losing um, to teams that, you know, coming from an American perspective and the, the degree of population we have here and what talent could be brought to the table organizationally and otherwise, where we probably shouldn't have lost, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. um, anyway, so we ju- we took on the Gnarl, um, their overtures and, and, and started working with the teams. And then that fell apart. Um, there was, uh, you know uh, Lack of well, funding disappeared. So, yeah. for, and some teams never even got the funding that they were promised, um, as far as I've been so told. Some, teams, from some them. teams
0: did get the, correct me if I'm wrong, like some teams did actually get a little bit of funding at yeah, the start, there, um, if I remember correctly, right?
1: That's correct. Yeah. There were some initial rounds. Um, a few of the teams got funding um, and were able to implement that and started putting that money into bringing over players because there's a lot of um, uh, immigration stuff you have to do in order to file for their visas. There's a special yep. kind of visa that you need, um, creating accommodations, all of those things. And then it all fell apart. Um, there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, you know, just not a lot of organization around the league a plan. Um, what business plan was there was, a lot of it was based on sponsorship and ticket sales. And you know yeah. that was baffling to me because any league, I mean, look at any league, uh, maybe overseas it's different. I don't think it is, but here, like, you know, look at the lacrosse league and things like that. You could, for the first five years, six years, even seven years, you should yeah. not be basing on like, yep, we're going to sell a million dollar tickets. You know, nope. It's like, or we're going to sign <laughs> on uh, you know, Hewlett Packard as a sponsor. Like those things just don't happen hey. and you can't plan for it. So it kind of, it just fell apart. And eventually we just said, we pulled back and said, guys, you know what? Yeah we're not going to pile our work and do all of this work until you show us various things about funding and sponsors and other stuff like that, which wasn't done. And we just said, you know, enough, this is, we don't want to deal with this nonsense. We don't have time and it's not worth our efforts.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think, it, you know, at that point there, there was, when you guys pulled out the freedom pulled out, um, who was the other team? there was a third oh a Boston 13s pulled out with you as well. Yeah. It's kind of three of y'all. And then eventually they, you know, the whole West Coast debacle with the NARL, uh, you know, the combine in one big giant location and stuff that, and people kind of said, well, it was COVID. And sure, I'll I'll blame a little bit to COVID. But I think there's a little bit of like lack of strategy planning and real, and like kind of realization. Like this isn't, this podcast episode is not about the NARL because we're going to get into the, the, the important stuff that we want to talk about, but it's good yeah. to have the backstory. But sure. I think it's, you know, all that combined when you all left and everybody else left, they kind of saw the downfall of what the NARL was going down to just four teams that particular time. And so, and trying to scrape something out. And I think that's when we saw the rise, it's called the, the re-rise, you know, around the time of. California Rugby League, PCRL getting organized, USRL is trying to get things back together again. Yeah. I know that there was even some discussions, you know, getting into 20 beginning of 2022 about will the North play the South again and things like that. How are that, how's yeah. that going to be organized? So it, as far as that goes, I mean, obviously
1: the Kings didn't play,
0: you guys didn't actually play a match for what? Almost two and a half, three years,
1: two years. We had a couple matches last summer. Yeah, yeah, last summer. Which, yeah, which we actually were able to use the USARL insurance or have us be part of that, which was great. And we had had some big That's some nice. discussions with them, um, and and the problem with that and the reason that fell apart is that we, we had some I, I specifically and and the other teams too had some very specific feedback about like what the what was done with their process of IR with IRL and all of that. We weren't party to that. Um, I know you know there was a lot. Oh, well, I don't know for a fact, but there were a decent amount of people involved um, with that with that process. Apparently, around and thirty. It, yeah, so <laughs> I guess that's a decent yeah, that's a decent amount. Um, I didn't even know it was that much actually. So, uh,
0: from, what, from what I if, if I remember emails correctly, um, I believe it's around thirty or so.
1: Right, and then um, Drew uh, brought us in. Then uh, when I say us, I mean the, the Kings and the teams, and we started having meetings and talking about stuff about how it could work. Then the documents were provided and I was baffled, but I was just like, guys, this is our opportunity. Get rid of all this stuff, strip it down and let's restart. It's a hard reset and let's get, because the problems had been, and it, it was amplified by these these documents like the Constitution, whatever, for teams to vote and all of this about, again, trying to hold on to control and not giving teams a fair vote in what they were dealing with or creating or trying to create um, and had a real problem with that. And then, you know, the aspect of like, it was so overcomplicated. You must have this many players. You have this many players you can play. It was what, and the recommendation from us as a group yeah. and myself was look, get rid of all that. If a team had a was in the competition and played, you know, most of their games and didn't forfeit and all of that, up until 2018, 2019, they those teams should now have equal rights. We draft a constitution and then vote on that, and they, you know, create a new board and go forward from there. Yeah. Um, and I spent hours and hours and hours talking with Drew. Um, a couple other people, um, all of their names I don't remember. That's, but um, Drew Slover. Yeah, it's Drew. He, yeah, yeah. he's a, a nice <laughs> he a, guy. And, he, yeah, he's been on the podcast.
0: He's great. And I, I talk to him yeah. like, you know, the, on sure, a regular basis. Well, you know, semi-regular but, basis.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I haven't talked to him in a while, but like, and you know, I can't test testify, right? This me being a lawyer again, but I can't speak to his state of mind. But it seems like he's in the right place in the sense of wanting to do the right thing. But what's been put together with the degree of the speed that it was done, meaning that it was taking entirely too long, number one. Number two, the way Ever. it was drafted and set up just seemed to be set up to again put us back in the same position we were in back when the US RRL broke off from the AMNRL. And, you know, they might disagree with that statement, but like, guys, here's our opportunity. Let's strip it away. Let's start again, give everybody equal rights and let's create something. And they didn't want to do that. And so we said, okay, we don't want to do what you're doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That kind of brings us to what happened last fall, obviously with fall into the beginning of winter when championship rugby league comes out and they make the big announcement that, you know, we're the new governing body of rugby league in North America. All of a sudden they've added the Kings as part. like, it was very weird. We talked about it on the podcast because <laughs> it was one of the, the strangest things I've I, I've seen in American rugby league. And that's saying a lot because there's been a lot of strange things, but they said that the USARL South would be the USARL South and they would be, you know, Florida teams and Atlanta, I think they even included Atlanta in that. And they had the West coast teams in California and Utah. And then they said, and in the Northeast is the AMNRL. And I was like, wait, what? Like, this is like they were resurrecting uh, the dead type of thing. And they had they actually had, you know, King's logos, you know, uh, DC yeah. Calvary logos and stuff. And so yeah. that, you know, that was kind of interesting to see what happened. And of course, they're going on the same stuff mm-hmm. that here is they're frustrated with things and the way that stuff was handled. And we've, if you want to go listen to that, go listen to two episodes of the podcast ago and you can listen to our rant on what happened with championship rugby league i'm not going to get into it now but sure. it brought us all the way to basically a couple of weeks ago which is you know one why we want to have you on the podcast is you as the representative of the brooklyn kings and then you have the delaware uh, the delaware black foxes the brooklyn or, uh, the uh, boston 13s and dc calvary um you guys basically all got together and said crew it we're going to start our own organization called rugby league united the rlu so yes yeah. <laughs> talk to me about how that came about
1: <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. i mean going back to you know early in your statement in regard to the the crl etc i had had conversation with tom i want to say june of last year wait Uh, June of last year. I don't know when it was, but it it was uh, no. Actually, it might have been a little longer than that. But uh, regard, regardless, um, sometime in
0: twenty (laughs) twenty two.
1: Yeah, it was around then. I don't know. It starts to blend together after a while. But it was, I believe, it was June. Um, But in speaking to him in regard to, um, you know, they were talking about doing this, and and my statement to them, it was uh, Tom and and Rich, and I don't know Rich's last name, uh, but apparently he's involved in the organization there. Um, and sorry. Richard Foley, yeah, I think that Folley, yeah, I think that's who it was. Um, and he was on the call too. Uh, Mark Alfredo had actually brought us together, said we should talk because at the time when we broke away from USARL and we're kind of like, no, we're not doing this. It's again, it's more of the same. Far sorry, nonsense, whether intentional yeah. or not. We're not dealing with that because we just. You made play. the
0: decision at that particular point in time to, to break away to, to no, say we're we, not going to do the so here's the thing.
1: No, it's a good question. So here's the thing: we've always been open, and when I say we, the teams, I can speak for them in this regard, and including the Kings, to speaking to anyone that wants to promote rugby league, wants to play, wants to do anything involved with it, um, and we've always been. You know, we didn't say we do outreach, but talking to people in the space. So like Mark was sure. one um, and he he had a team, obviously, or the team New York. And I'll explain what's happening with them, too. But, uh, you know, the CRL, um, USARL, all of those conversations. And we were open to doing things as long as it made strategic sense yeah. for everyone to help build the sport. Let us play most importantly at this stage because you need a foundation. Right. And I'll get to that in a, in a second, too. But good quality games are the best quality that we can do within our means. So well, well refed as much as possible and the refs are good, but they're sparse. So we need to build that up too, and maybe bring in some people internationally to kind of to help build that whole thing. Um, you know, the kickoff on time, have enough players, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. You need that foundation in place in a domestic competition. And what we were I explained the frustrations we had, but also we were getting frustrated with all these other ideas of we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to like what makes strategic sense. Let's focus on what we can do well, build that foundation, and then we can start talking about what we're going to do. And the you know, the World Cup and whenever it is, yeah. because to think otherwise, I'm not saying there shouldn't be a separate organization doing that. That's great. Players can go and do, but let's get the foundation. Let's play games. Well, <laughs> let's start there. Yeah. Let's start playing the sport well because we don't have like Play kids games. playing pool, so we need to do that. Um, so anyway, uh, spoke to Tom and Rich. Uh, it was Tom's always been been um, nice uh, to us, and when I say us, me, I guess basically because I'm the only one who's probably talked spoken with him. <laughs> that conversation was, for lack of a better expression, strange, uh, no. or uh, again, I use the word baffled, or, or even nonsense. Perplexed. Tom was saying, like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this. You guys, you know, are you interested? Do you want to be part of it?" I said to the same thing I just said to you, Tom. If you want to send us anything, we're happy to look at it. We'll give it a full vetting. I think you guys, if the USARL, I think at that point we were still dabbling in and talking to the USARL. And what I said to Tom in that regard is like, Tom. I don't know if, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I don't know if you should have a vote, but I think you should have a full vetting and be able to say to the U.S. era, whatever you say, whatever yeah. board is formed should take that under consideration and and maybe even be a part of it. I don't know, but at least have a say and be get a full vetting about regard of what you're trying to build, what you're trying to do. And and again, this is my experience. We research, talked to everybody. Rich was so angry. <laughs> it was I could I, and I could say he was angry, but it was state of his mind because he was like yelling on the phone and saying these guys are a waste of time. Not meaning just the Kings, but all the teams. And I was like, Rich, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I don't even know you guys. This was the first time <laughs> I'd spoken to him. I'm you know, it's cool. It comes, comes out of nowhere and uh, all of a sudden he's out of like, nowhere and I'm sitting there like, Oh my God, what's going on? What, this is like, crazy.
0: Like, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like he, he, he had, he wasn't a part of anything to deal with like rugby league in the U S up until last year or so. Like, cause you know, they, I don't know. That's hey, just my opinion. I, I've got hey, opinions on it. And I've,
1: Good on you. Like for yeah. getting involved. That's awesome. Good but this it. reaction was to me, bizarre. Now, yeah. I'm sure a degree of that came out of the frustration of what was going on with the USARL and whatever, but we had nothing to do with that. So I yeah. re- we got off the phone. Tom did apologize, which was nice. He's like, sorry that happened, whatever. But I did say, like, again, I just want to reiterate, if you guys want to send us stuff or you're working on something or you want to play maybe a game, some like, we're totally open to it, yeah. 100%. Um, so then months passed and then I spoke to Tom again the night before that release came out and I t- yeah. reiterated the same exact thing. And then that release came out and I'm looking at it, our logos in there and this whole north this, uh, so I literally sent out an email to everyone that was on the release and said, "Look, we wish the best of luck whatever, but we're not associated with this. We'll yep. look, we'll help, we'll build, we'll do whatever or, you know, things that make strategic sense for us to build the sport." create great quality games as best we can play the actual game. Cause that's what this is about, by the way, playing rugby league. <laughs> I know it sounds no. crazy, but that's kind that's of a, the point, an- <laughs> especially at this level. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, whatever. and then, you know, that was that. So that's what brought us to this point because the, the four teams uh, that, ex- that are here in the North, you know, and the ones you name them, Delaware, Boston, um, uh, DC and us, uh, and a, a couple other guys, too, like Nick out of Atlanta, um, which just right now, economically, feasibility for him to be in the league so is hard. tough with the travel. It'll yeah. probably get there at some point if everything moves forward. Um, but we kept meeting and kept talking. We're like, look, let's just play games. So we played two games and we did it together, actually, using yep. USARL insurance and played the games. And that's when all this conversation. And then we got the constitutional all that other stuff. We're like, we're not doing that, as I described. And then we said, you know what, let's just form our own league and whatever those guys want to do and fight and whatever, you know, Sun Tzu, go fight each other and (laughs) do whatever you're going to do. We're going to wait and see what happens and we're just going to continue to build this. And as I put on, um, you know, our social media, we have two things now We're we're just trying to do what we can do. Right. So people like, do you have a website? We're like, nope, we got Facebook and Instagram and that's fine. And We might have a website, but right now we're focused on producing good quality games and a foundation (laughs) from which we can build. So, um, but on there specifically saying like, no nonsense, just rugby league. Yeah. And we're committed to the building of the sport. We'll talk to anyone that's bona fide legal term acting in good faith. Um, and wants to talk to us about playing, doing any of those things. And, 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 yeah that's what that's where it came from and we kind of talked about you know the name we did like united rugby league and we're like url that sounds like a web thing like we're from (laughs) 1980 that's probably not good or we went to on the the web came up with some other like funny ones like players rugby league but then that sounded like uh like you're like going back Barses. to like play playboy jackets, or like yeah, your gamblers some, some or something jackets, weird yeah. like that, or like a players club kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do that one. Um, you know, the tagline for that was like "Buy players for players, but it, it really is. It's about playing the sport and playing, and everyone having an equal say yeah. and agreeing and coming to an agreement and, and like, you know, each team having one vote and, and you know, um, we're still f- sort of, uh, to, you know, as far as our organization, we're, so we're in the process of developing, not to say developing it, but preparing it. We were originally going to do, or we had toyed around with doing the idea of a um, decentralized autonomous organization, a DAO, which is uh, yeah. might be associated with crypto. It's not, so don't like think it's like, you know, we're, we're starting a new cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's nothing like not? that at all. Why not? Everybody um, but as is. A non- yeah, but as a yeah, right. But as a nonprofit, that gets a little. I don't want to say dicey, but the law is not fully established. You could do it as a nonprofit. The advantages of it is it gives everyone an equal say. You kind of create committees within there, but we're, it's looking now, and we, we we're going to do the filing soon um, to be a five hundred one c three nonprofit. If mm-hmm. that changes later and becomes a profit, great if we get sponsors. But we're not going into this with the main problem everyone has that goes into doing this rugby league stuff, thinking they're going to make money off of it. <laughs>
0: you Wait, know, hold that's, on. So let's, let's go back. You mean there's no money
1: in this? <laughs> no, that's not true either. You know, I actually <laughs> listen to there's, there's Carb's li- There's
0: little. There's little.
1: <laughs> there's little, but there could be a, a large amount. But that's not why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fine. That's fine. You know, you get it right and then... If you're doing it right and everything maybe the money will come. If it doesn't, fine, as long as you're not losing money, right? Right. Um, That's a, you know, nonprofit sort of approach anyway, um, besides the altruistic one of developing the sport. But Carbs, you know, had laid out in his podcast sort of like how he feels rugby league could develop here in America from a professional, like make money standpoint, right? Because we watch the NRL Mm -hmm. in Australia and even the games in the North of England, um, you know, which are good too. Um, but not as developed, I suppose, as like you know, <laughs> NRL good. is. The, they're okay. yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're good. I mean, the players are yeah. good and everything else. I mean, they developed people like Burgess and everybody else who came out of there. But uh, you know, the NRL is like our NFL, right? They're yeah. substantial, they're to say the least. Yeah. Um, but you could have something like that there. And Carbs had some great ideas around how that could happen. And I don't disagree. The only thing I do disagree with him is. I, I would never use the term oh, it's football without the pads, but I do feel they have to kind of create a sort of M- MMA mystique around it yeah. to get like the younger the youth involved and interested in it in the sense of watching it. But that's yeah, that's sure. neither here than there. It's a marketing debate we could have another
0: time. <laughs> we can have that on a different episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. So that's, so, that I, brought us here. And that's, you know, that's where we're at. We have, we released our schedule. Uh, I think June 17th is our first game, which I will point out because we are a small operation that, um, we transposed, uh, the game. So we're actually playing DC, uh, we're actually playing, sorry, uh, Delaware and DC is playing Boston. So I'll, I'll, I'll get out a, a, a new schedule for that yeah. one part. But other than that, it's accurate.
0: <laughs> and And I think that the first round is going to be in one location. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so we're going to do a couple of magic weekends. Um, it's to create efficiencies really. Um, yeah. You know, wait everybody we, one place. One referees.: Yeah, referees, so, <laughs> yeah, referees etc, travel. Um, we're going to do uh, so yeah, a couple, one in, one in Boston, one in Delaware. It's also easier, to be honest with you, um, in the earlier stages of the league, and when I say earlier, I mean uh, specifically the time of year for those venues to get more field time. Here in Mm. New York, it's crazy. uh, It's really hard to get fields. And when you can get them, it's great. But like, you can't get them for like, yeah, we're going to be out here five hours. That's cool, right? Like, no, (laughs) even though it's not that expensive unless you run a stadium or something. Um, So we're doing the grand final here, which is in the August months where things really slow down, which is good. And we can, you know, host something that's going to be, have a longer time to to actually produce it. (laughs) Yeah, it's also hot too, which is, you know, whatever yeah. I, it's not any cooler down in dc i mean i think sometimes it's hotter down there than here with all the yeah. <laughs> the quote-unquote swamp <laughs>
0: there you go so let me ask you this right like yeah. we talked about kind of everything that why you're doing this on your own why you are you you're kind of stepping out from not being affiliated right yeah. unaffiliated but affiliated together like your own northeast group like and we talked about travel is expensive right cuz yeah. to go north south east west is expensive is, is would you all like the format of your competition you got three weekends basically round robin so everybody plays everybody once and then the two highest scoring teams play the two lowest scoring teams play to do second third fourth um as far as like what comes out after that do you guys see or are open to playing kind of like an old school like North versus South or East versus West, where you guys would try to figure out how to play a California Rugby League or a Pacific Coast Rugby League, or you know, the U.S. aerial South, and kind of get a an All Star Game together type of thing.
1: Oh yeah, we're like I said and, and I've repeated, we're absolutely open to talking to anyone about anything as long as it makes sense. So you're not. That's I mean, totally so you're there's not ruling no out agendas. There's no. It's just makes sense. Like. Great, we got a bunch of teams here. We got our four teams. Let's pull the best players and we're going to play I'm making this up against Toronto. Right. Or we're going to go play um, uh, CRL or um, what's the other one out there? I forgot Pacific. Uh, Pacific Coast. Yeah, Pacific Coast. And I actually heard mm-hmm. I listened to that podcast too and those guys seem, you know, Eddie been doing, doing good stuff. Around, which is fine, right? We're open right, to anything. Yeah. That's cool. You want to do that good We'd be open to talking to them too i like what they've done with union um because you know the sort of uh dichotomy between union and league doesn't exist here like it does overseas where it's like,
0: people say that everybody tells me i'm wrong but i'm like nah,
1: he's, no it totally realize. does i he mean doesn't. come on you can't tell uh, someone and I, I don't want to speak for them because i'm not them but i will say like yeah northern northern englanders or londoners are exactly alike <laughs> like, they're, <laughs> they're not different as like human beings they just they it's different cultures almost to the degree. Yeah. And that's why oh, the is yeah. there. You had the blue collar workers playing league and, you had the, and then unions popular up North too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's just how it is. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. I see where it came from. I don't agree with it. Why would you, but it's fine. It doesn't exist here. So if you can affiliate and we've always pulled in union players, um, of course. even when I was with the Knights back in AMNRL days um, and, and USARL days, We'd pull in people from Union who wanted to play. I think, it, you know, to a great degree, it makes them better players, at least from a forwards perspective, for sure. You learn yeah. to run lines and all of that stuff. with Tackling. Yeah, tackling the precision of, you know, running yeah. a split or something of that nature is so helpful. It yeah. really, really is. And it's yeah. fun. You know, it's, I don't want to, I, I messed up my head enough of being in real scrums. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough to, have to do that.
0: <laughs> so so you've got four teams you're trying to expand. Do you think that you guys would expand into the women's side too and try to start building women's programs? Cause that's been a big thing with Pacific coast and, you know, yeah. I know they've got some teams down in the South as well. And you know, there's the, the Palo Alto um, lady Razorbacks too out in California.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. Um, we'd be open to doing anything. You know, if there's a woman's side that wants to um, w- partner or do something of that nature, and not that that wouldn't make sense, but we're trying. And this has been the problem with rugby league in this country. Honestly, I started out talking about this to a degree, but trying to take on too much. Yeah. We just want to get a good quality game, get that foundation established with equal rights for everybody and voting and kind of deciding our fate together and working on budgeting and all of those things and build from there. That would definitely at some point in time incorporate... Um, a a women's league, if that exists, or a women's yep. league, I should say, if that ex- exists in this space, or someone wants to come up and join and do that, great, awesome. As long as they're again, no nonsense, common sense, not trying to take on too much. And and, and that's been the problem. Like and and I've uh, and the guys love all the ideas that come out and stuff like that. But a lot of times on our calls, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's great, guys, good idea but let's focus on this. And they're like, yeah, right. You know, and I have to do it to myself too. Cause I'm thinking like, oh my God, if we could do this. and." You know, let's talk to Russell Crowe and all those things. You know, everyone says like in every league, and it's like, I mean, first of I mean, all, he's not going to talk to he's, us anyway. But he's just on my cell know, phone. let me start, text, let me text him here real quick. Yeah, yeah. Hey Russell, <laughs> check us out, man. RLU. gets my <laughs> Russ. His, his friends. He's just me. like you know on his farm or whatever, and he's like, I own the rabbitos, Lou. Why, why are you talking yeah, to me? I have to get my number. I don't have his number.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So so let me, let's play hypothetical for a, session. Sure. for a second here. Let's say. Um, U.S. ARL comes to you guys next week, two weeks, months, yeah. a year, and says, okay, we've listened, we've heard you, here's what we want to do, full transparency, equal rights for everybody. Then do you guys have a conversation about trying to, we call it having like the kumbaya moment where everybody yeah. comes together and we can say, we just, you know, this is the U.S. I'm not saying U.S. ARL, I'm just saying U.S. Northeast. U.S. Southeast, U.S. West Coast, U.S. Mountain, Totten, Northern, Northwest, to yeah. Midwest. Do you for, do you foresee the potential to bring everybody together, and would you all be open to kind of rejoining for the betterment of of the of the, of the, of the, the, the league itself, or the I guess the the game itself, and ultimately the national team?
1: Right. No, that, that's great. So we would never close the door on any opportunity. Um and okay. we need, you know, it it we look at it at the time and again assess the strategy. Um, there's no in where our four teams are coming from and where I'm coming from is there's no like I've gotta have control. I'm gonna I just myself and the teams and all the people we represent are together as the RLU just don't want any of the nonsense. We don't and it's like if the US era came to us and said, you know what, you're right. Everything's gone, we're stripping it down, we're gonna do this. We're going to set up a board and we're going to do it now. Now, I'm not saying that's what they have to do. We'd still be open to hearing anything they have to say. The CRL, yeah. whoever, Pacific Coast, uh, the Stockyarders, whoever, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, they matter. They all matter in the sense that they're trying to develop the sport. But it's got to make strategic sense. And we're not going to get involved in the nonsense. We're just not. It's, it's not productive. It makes more work. Um, it doesn't accomplish anything you're trying to do. Um, in the sense of just even just playing games and -hmm. that's, that's really, I know these, these leagues are playing games and doing stuff, but that's really what's been lost here. The players have gotten lost and it's been reflective in, and again, I understand they're separate organizations, but in the national team, now I'll tell you like those Jamaican guys, I've watched their games. They're good. They're really good. I played sevens against them where I'm like, Oh my God, man, these guys are (laughs) so fast. fast. They're really well-trained. They're doing all this stuff. But there's no way a country of 230 million people, and now granted, it's not rugby leagues prevalent here, but like you should not be. And now, watch, I'm, I'm going to meet one of the Jamaican guys at a bar. He's going to deck me. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> no, but seriously, like it should be more of a competition there. They might yeah. beat us, but at least have a chance, right? right. Um, and you know, I, again, the fo- the focus has been off. It's been all about like we, the World Cup's coming here. We're doing all this. It's like, you know what? That's great, guys. World
0: Cup's not coming here. <laughs>
1: well, right? Exactly. Like all that stuff. It's like, and and no offense to anyone. If they want to come, awesome. But drop all that. Let's stay and let's let's just get the foundation established. Build from there. Like as the RLU, I will conclusively state we would never keep people from playing. For the national team if they asked. Yeah. That's nonsense.
0: It, so like guys things like, Ryan like that Burles are nonsense to
1: try and do that.
0: Yeah, you've got former national team players who are in the northeast. Hard yeah, stop. Like you guys Who played for the national team. So I hope that there's a way to, to let that happen.
1: In yeah. The I, we have no problem with it. The only way we would tell them not to do it is if it's like yeah, but it's going to be like in this place where there's a war. Guys, don't do that. Like, you shouldn't go. <laughs> <off. laughs> but, uh, or like, it's not, not or even in, I'm in Brooklyn. So if you're a car go by, you might hear somebody's got their radio blasted. <laughs> the the Kings, right? stand, the, uh, to they're kind listen the, of listening to the last
0: episode of the, of the podcast where I had the
1: base up. Yeah, <laughs> so staying true to the brand. But, um, we would never try and stop anyone from doing it because it it doesn't make sense. And that's, it's about the players and what they want to do. Again, if it was poorly funded or not going to do well, we might say like, you might want to look and make sure you're going to be okay, or that you're Mm -hmm. not going to get there and have to lay out a bunch of cash or like things like that. I'm not saying those things have happened or whatever, but what I'm saying is like normal stuff, common sense sort of stuff. And, you know, you talk about the Kumbaya moment. I wish people would have that realization of like, guys, what are we fighting over? This is ridiculous. Like, you don't need to seize control. You don't need to do this. If we have all these people that are have this basically the same interests and, and under have with the understanding that they're not going to make money, they shouldn't have that expectation. They could, it might work out, but if you know, let's plan on it not. And we're just going to get funded and get our sponsorship and run a good league or leagues. Yeah, then it could work. And that could be the, you know, the moment, but you know, some of the, like I said, some of the interactions I've had, I've just been like, where are these guys coming from? And why do they care like this, that they're fighting like this? Let's just get together and work it out. Yeah.
0: What do you say to those who, you know, who, who are kind of angry? Because I'm sure there are people who are angry at you all for doing this and say, God, like, are there people go, that are we, angry at us? Yeah, well, angry. It's more just like, Oh God, here we go. Another different organization. Oh, within the United yeah. States okay. Like. like i mean what do you say to those kind of They're like hey it's basically because it does it, it kind of looks like it in a way like shit we can't get it together again <laughs>
1: so somebody yeah, else is going to try it. to do this again that's valid perception oh sorry
0: this would be technically group number five in the course of
1: <laughs> yeah, six it.
0: four years right
1: yeah so, no i understand then, i no, yeah. i understand that sentiment and sentiment and um you know, perceptions, reality, right? Like if I was overseas, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, here we go. Here's another one. And I'd be Even laughing and like, oh, what a bunch of, all due respect to the CRL too, that freaking press release that came out. It's like, Hey guys, we're going to take your jobs. And also the fact that we think we could take your jobs. I was just like, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> I, And I, you know, give them an out now, please come out and say, we were just kidding. <laughs> yeah, joking right. Around. yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Just joking. laughs> but uh, like stuff like that. Like, really, yeah. But my point that bleeds into this perception of like these guys just don't get it, right? Meaning us as Americans, um, mm-hmm. you know, our, our multicultural backgrounds and expats and all that stuff. But listen, I understand that perception. I could see how people would think that, and and that's okay. It, the proof is in the pudding. So let's see what we do. Um, we're not trying to take on too much. Uh, we're only trying to, you know, produce the best quality games we can produce that were within our means financially. And, you know, from a resource perspective and play rugby league. Um, and that's what it's all about. And, you know, um, working on, it, it's not. So for instance, Everyone's like, you're going to televise the games. Like, you know, like, do you have a deal with flow rugby? Like, cause I've seen that 80 times too. Oh my God. No offense to flow. Yeah. I don't know anyone there. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I've just seen that announced with every, you know, whatever league starts up, which is, you know, I guess they're involved. So that's good. But um,
0: CRL claim that too, that they're going to have a partnership yeah, so,
1: with flow. But that's not our focus. Now no. granted, if I can get what we had for the Kings um, I think it was called college or university sports network to set up their camera and mm-hmm. do that they put up the uh, you've probably seen it or maybe you have or haven't but yeah. they do like a um it's not a tower it's like a little really it's like, long selfie stick it's like, yeah it's a, it's a,
0: it's a <laughs> single pole um like whatever you guys pan, call panning, it yeah, yeah.
1: yeah what whatever what it's but it's, I know it's, what it's t- it shows the game's pretty good it follows the action <laughs> i mean it's probably even gotten better since we used it with ai and stuff maybe they're doing even oh, yeah. more stuff i have no idea but if i can get something like that and it makes financial sense. Great. And, you know, from a sponsorship perspective, when we get a local sponsor, we could throw the logo up there. Fantastic. Helps us raise some money. That type of thing. For sure. But it's, again, it's a focus like, yeah, it would be cool to have that. And I know people are interested and want to see it. Great. But it's not the main focus. The main focus is getting the game, making sure everyone there is there on time, that the teams are fully staffed and have enough people that the refs are there and everything's good. The field surface is good and playing and pulling that off without any injuries. And you know, those, that type of stuff. And if we can get that and televise the games, great, but it's not like I'm out you know, calling IMG or whoever and saying, look, man, we, we need this right now. We got to get, you know, it's not, it, I might send an email and be like, Hey, you know, if you're interested, check this out, but it's not yeah. a focus of ours on, right the now. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the I Ocho, right, the ESPN yeah, Ocho. Yeah, right, the Ocho, like, um, what was that? Dodge <laughs> Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Would, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah.
0: Well, I think I mean obviously th- there's there's so much to the kind of we, we can go on, yeah, on for hours and hours and hours on. Oh, I like, definitely like, could. Like, <laughs> especially <laughs> you and your background, but I, I think it's important. Like you know, I, I understand where you guys are coming from. Like the frustration that's probably there. The organization, you know, what kind of led to where you are now has. It's been kind of a culmination of not being heard almost from what, what it sounds like and just saying like, hey, we, we think we can do it better and we just want to focus on actually playing, right? Get, get rid of all the bullshit and like actually play.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think we can do it better. But here's what better means. Better means bringing into account everyone having an equal say that has made a bona fide contribution to what you're trying to do. fide, sure. good faith working yeah. good faith, playing as a knowledge and coming together and doing it that way. That's better. So like, not like I know more than you. We know, like, and I, we might know more in the sense of like, hey, let's come together and work this out as teams. Or maybe we're more open to that. It's not that people don't know that, but that's where we're coming from. And again, like I keep saying, like no more nonsense, no nonsense, common sense, focus on what's important to get that foundation in place and build from there. If there's anyone out there, and I'm, I'm looking at you, Dustin, but I'm looking at if anyone's even watching this, I don't know. They're <laughs> listening probably. So I'm looking into the camera right now, but, maybe
0: but watching, um, yeah, no.
1: Yeah. whatever. But they, I don't know if they want to look at <laughs> my face that long after all this time. <laughs> to be rugby and ice hockey. It's not for you to look at. Um, <laughs> I, I hope I'm joking when I say that, but anyway, uh, sort of joking anyone that wants to work with us and do that type stuff, we're totally open to it. Yeah. Again, just make sure you're coming from a good place of building the sport and working together in partnership in a fair way that works for everyone. And Hey, we're right here.
0: Well, I think that is a solid place to wrap things up right there. Um, Chris, really appreciate it, man. If so, any, uh, where do, where can people follow you? What's the social handles? Do you know?
1: Oh, God, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Um, so, r- yeah, we're on Instagram. I, I, should have, I should have realized screened. you were going to ask me that with my, my vast experience. Um, so on Instagram, it's Rugby League United. Um, same thing on Facebook. Um, you know, we, we, we're we not putting out stuff every single day. We put out the schedule um, there. We'll, we'll do postings once in a while. A few people have DM'd um, us in regard to like, hey, I'm thinking about playing or whatever, which is great. Um, encourage us to contact us either of those... Um, either of those, uh, outlets and, uh, yeah, we'll respond, um, and, and either refer you to a team or work with you in hand. If there's sponsors that are interested, we're open to that. Um, whatever, um, again, that'll make sense from building the sport and, and doing a good job.
0: Fantastic. Love, love to hear that. Well, thank you, the listeners, the watchers for joining us on this episode of intimate sessions <laughs> on the Rugby League in America <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, really hope everyone enjoyed You know, Chris talking here, his background, um, you know, what he's been doing with the Kings, what he's doing with RLU now. Chris, it's really exciting to hear kind of like your insight, your vision, like what future rugby league is in America and should be, Um, you know, inaugural season of the RLU kicks off on June 17th. 17th, yes. right. June seventeenth.
1: Sure, I'm right um, on that. <laughs> yeah, I've got it up here on the other screen. So. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Um, yeah, it's June seventeenth. Really, exactly. June
0: seventeenth. Magic weekend. Um, looking forward to it. Chris, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. Expertise, passion for the sport, man, love it, man. Um, everybody listening, thanks Great for joining. Um, on this intimate session. Uh, be sure to stay up to date on all the latest news and developments uh, by following us on social media, podcast, RLA, RLA podcast. Uh, and then check out that website, which will be up and running as soon as we can find time outside of our day jobs to actually get it launched. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thanks for joining us. My name is Dustin Zare. This has been Intimate Sessions on in the Rugby League in America podcast.